Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Hi. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name's Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, I'm Art. And I'm Derek. Derek is once again joining us. How are you doing? I'm splendid, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Happy Sunday. How is the hardwood floor with the sleeping bag? It's not a bad combo, right? No, I mean, I mean, it's it's certainly better than sleeping on the floor of the garage. That's I've right. never cool. done that before, yeah. for sure. Um, how did you feel like you did on the Thursday edition? I don't know. Do we have to check the comments section and see if they're like trolls? I'm, I don't. Yeah, no, we don't get that really. Um, well, welcome back. And this is a Sunday edition. By the oh. way, uh, our buddy Todd is deeply offended that you said we don't have trolls because it is like his thing to oh, be our troll. But see, I'm trolling him by saying we don't have them. Oh, oh snap. Uh, Brian is <laughs> once wops. again. Wops. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know we do need more Italian cars. Oh, I'll let I'll leave I'll let that uh, do its thing. Uh, we are without Brian once again. Um, feel better soon, Brian. I hope you're doing good. Corvette's back on the road though. Yeah, that's Project pretty exciting. Saw, yeah. He's taking great pictures of it. Amazing. <laughs> Like, I like how he, he goes to a bank and just takes the shittiest picture, goes, pardon the shitty picture, but I feel, I'm like, why don't you just take a different picture? Like, it's your car. You yeah. can just take a better picture of the car. He and took it's, it from and like it's across the street. Across like. the street in front of a Wells Fargo. And I think the focus was on the Wells Fargo sign, not the car. It's well, ridiculous. He would, if Brian was here, he would say, I wanted to get another picture, but then it got dark. And I couldn't get a good picture of it. So what's the philosophy on like following people on Instagram who have cool cars but take shitty pictures Ooh. versus like the opposite? <gasps> well, we have a few people in our circle here that take really bad photos. Yes, we do. And they use certain filters over and over and over. And it's like, maybe don't. Or they do the, cr you know, they, they, they just crop off like the edge of the bumpers of each bumper or like entire like skinny portions of the car yeah, yeah. or what and about uh Alex, not artistically uh, like, shark works he's no, oh, known for doing guy. his angles. Dutch angle yeah yeah alex shark works is all about his dutch angle he's yeah. above the car and twisted a little bit i think yeah and yeah. uh people will give him shit for that so i don't feel bad like i'm not giving him shit i'm just mentioning it and now he almost like plays it all. yeah exactly this thing. Yeah. and who else does like through the weeds pictures isn't that the That's thing through the weeds pictures yeah, um, I, like, I kind of like I mean, those. You don't want to be redundant with it, but I mean, you know, one here and there. It's fine. I forget someone was known. Maybe it's Alex as well or Magnus, but they're known for taking pictures. With, I think it's Alex as well, but he'll always take a picture of his car and they'll have like a big tree in the way, kind of, yeah. or in the middle of it. You get too much vertical distraction with the yep. telephone pole coming yeah, out exactly. of the sunroof. Uh, yeah. I hate when that happens though. And you have a good picture, and there's like, yep, yeah, yeah it's a, like growing a tree out of the car. going right the parking the meter. Dude, exactly. I, have, I was in Portland once, um, and I saw this beautiful 356, an early. I mean, it was not a pre-A, but an earlier car, and super beautiful 356, silver, red interior, kind of like the classic iconic 356, really low slung on the you know steel wheels, and. Uh, I actually know they're magnesium, but they look like steel wheels. Whatever those are called. Are they techno magnesiums? You're techno magnesium. 
What's that? What do they look like? They look like steel wheels, but they're magnesium. Yeah, they're they're like aluminum. They're thicker, and they have the yeah, like the more textured the, finish. Yeah, more. Yeah, those. Well, anyways, it was that thing. Because they was, have the the drums behind them and everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, super cool car, and I was really excited about it. But I was kind of in a rush, and I took a really nice, clean profile picture of it. And the sun, the the, the it was like. The sun was lighting it up perfectly. This is already way like, too long. He's telling a story. And, and there was such a, a long story. Know, this is a, <laughs> and and uh, there was a really, really sharp cutoff where the sun was like basically kind of creeping over a, a building. Jesus Christ. Pontificating Art, please. Awesome. I mean, please, this is not that awesome. Well, awesome. Uh, but there was a freaking telephone. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Oh, the payoff. Spoiler alert. The payoff was amazing. And Next uh, time you tell the story, say the same thing happened to me in Oregon. To Duh. this day. End of story. To you go, day. one time I took a picture of a car and had a telephone <laughs> pole. To this day. To this day. Uh, it still bothers me. Evidently. Because uh, <laughs> it, it was the only fucking me. picture I got out of the damn car, and it was terrible because of that. We should unpack that. I mean, you need probably to. probably like meaningfully impacting your relationship with people who are How did that make you feel? And what was your mood afterwards? I've struggled ever since. Ever since, yeah. God damn. So when you see telephone poles now, it makes you shudder, huh? I, I stay very far away from them. That's yeah. right. In Japan, they're concrete. They are, yeah. I, uh, in Singapore, they don't have any. They're all underground. All the wires are. <laughs> see, that's where you need them. to go. Any you are kind of a Singapore guy. Certain places in Oregon are the same way. Like where I lived in <laughs> Sun <laughs> River, Oregon. Art was taking a picture, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, in the Alhambra right. Arts District. I was in Sun uh, River, Oregon. Alberta. It was all under underground cables. Art was where there was mad telephone poles. Dude, I was yeah, <laughs> Telephone Central. Couldn't get yeah. away from them. <laughs> telephone California. Or I went Oregon. to take a picture of this car and I had a telephone pole. I went to take a picture of <sighs> It drives me fucking nuts, dude. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. That's I'm, I'm that's so your biggest pet peeve. It's one of my biggest. The pictures, like when there's left a, lane a etiquette. Gigantic, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, right. no, talk about photography. Like, I mean, we talked about the corner. You got to see past that. We talked about that. That's all part of it. Uh, How about taking a picture of a car on a um, like a really sloped road for the gutters? Uh, you know? That sucks. That always kind of sucks because yeah, the you, car looks like it's sinking exactly, yeah, or yeah, you never looks right. You like, can't get the car to look. Or right, when a building yeah. isn't. I don't know. It's like you try to line up your the edge with the edge of the building, but mm-hmm. maybe the building isn't quite right, or yep. the camera's the story. Yeah. You're in Amsterdam, and all the buildings are all crooked. But see, right, you need to relax because it's never going to be perfect, you know? Yeah. You People just need so to try, though. That's what I Did want. you edit just your try. picture of your M Coupe, where like, the whole background was black and white? Of course. Of course he did. Oh, you think I don't know. He was driving somewhere where the <laughs> no, background was. I just noticed it because I was looking. I'm like, it's <laughs> <laughs> a problem of fire station. Don't you edit every picture you put up? I Absolutely. Yeah. But like that, what where you mean? have it, the car is in color and everything else is black and white. <laughs> oh, I never do that bullshit. <laughs> I never do that bullshit. I've done a ton of bullshit. Yeah. Like some Schindler's List stuff? Yeah. yeah just no, like what you said. I don't pull the that. Other, just a, like what you said. That's the a other cheap day. maneuver. No, just what, I, I, mean, we ta- I wanted the color to pop and it was effective. Uh, but you were talking <laughs> this about. This a long tangent. <laughs> you were talking about harsh shadows and oh, shit. shit. Clone them like out. Of course, he had to oh, get the, the, the puddle. The reflection is color. What are we looking at? And then he did your bullshit artwork. Oh, yeah. 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 That one's kind of cool, though. It's okay. <laughs> I actually didn't realize. I have less, I have less respect for it now because you've tampered with it so much. I thought it was like a really good. Oh, it's pretty cool. Dude, and then I look at my wait. reflection is also color dog. We, so we were just I looking just at just said that it's terrible. All right, this is awful podcast material. Uh, Derek. What's up? <laughs> um, you're on a podcast about cars. You also are into cars. Yeah, it would be the wrong place if I weren't <laughs> in the cars. I'd be like, what, what are they talking about? I know, I know. Um, tell us what, you, what you're up to. What do you do these days? Uh, so I am at Fantasy Junction, uh, I guess as a principal now, which is like an adult way of saying that I am responsible Discipline for children. If it goes wrong, <laughs> you get sent to the principal's office. Yeah. Um, mm. 
So we uh, broker, collector cars, sell collector cars and race cars, um, usually on a consignment basis to people all over the world. Uh, and it's always an adventure. And this is in Emeryville, California? This is in Emeryville, California. The business was founded in 1976. It's one of the, I would say... I don't know, I'm biased, but I think it's one of the better brokerage houses in the in the United States. Insane uh, level of cars, for sure. Yeah, we we do we have some variety, but uh, there's some serious metal at the top. What end, do you guys have right sure. now? What's like the yeah? Give us a little big rundown. Dollar, big, big uh, uh, we have an alloy-bodied Ferrari 275 long nose. Wow. Um, we recently sold an Alpha 8C 2300. Uh, we sold uh, an, a Ferrari 250 SWB uh, also, so sort of Ferrari-centric from the Yeah, but those 50s, are 60s. like very expensive cars, uh, five, ten five million, to 10 million yeah. And, and then we do a lot of like 60s Ferraris in the sort of 330 GTC vein and Porsches and Aston Martins and sort of the, and 300 SLs, yeah. wings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. How many, uh, I don't know why it made me think of this, but how many repeat customers do you have or i would imagine you have a lot of repeat consigners yes I, you know obviously if you're selling their cars they're probably very happy but um customers if there's a fair amount of that for sure i mean in some cases we're, we've sold the same car for like three <laughs> four times because right. this is over 40 years old yeah uh, and oftentimes like to the same customers and people get sort of sentimentally attached i mean we i think we all experience that where it's like oh, i really want that car back it was a great car i should yes. let it go that happens at all segments of the market for sure right. Um, I think Bring a Trailer is doing that now where they're... Yeah, they've been turn up over yeah, and over again. I'll be like, sold in 2016 even. There's an E63 yeah. wagon on yes. Bring a Trailer. Uh, just... E63 wagon's always the answer to everything. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I, I have to ask, I mean, we talked about the top end um, and you said there's quite a bit of variety. So what is like a more kind of lower market? Or what, what is the correct terminology here? Lame <laughs> down obtainable, market. obtainable 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 for poor people <laughs> like me for the peons um, we just sold a 1969 porsche 912 that we got from the original owner and i, I posted a picture today and it blew oh, up i saw the that that was owner, so cool this little old lady who yeah. bought it new in 1969 and has a window sticker and like the car itself was like somewhat not perfect yeah it has sure. an s front air dam yeah it has an s front air dam which is fiberglass and like they put the horrible reflector on it in the middle but one owner car with the window sticker <laughs> and like it's not matching and she has no idea why <laughs> like what happened to the original i don't know um but anyway she bought a 328 gts from us some years ago which she still has and she's like finally out of this 912 and she bought a new alpha julia ah. and she's like this little old lady so she's like awesome uh, so like that wasn't very expensive. Some Carrera three twos and uh, BMW two thousand twos occasionally, and Alpha GTVs and, and Juliettas and stuff like that. Well, do you have a year that you will not go past, like new oh, no. modern wise? No. I mean, like so someone brings a uh, you know a new like GT two three RS or something. Like yeah, that. Or, yeah, yeah, like an LFA or something like that. Uh, if someone asked us, we would do it for sure. But I mean, yeah, we've sold some new GT threes and okay. like new Ferraris. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so you said mainly consignment, but do you? find deals and i mean are you guys buying cars are you sometimes uh we are pretty conservative generally sure um but i mean we'll absolutely buy stuff on a wholesale basis um when it makes sense for us yeah that's cool um and then personally you've obviously been into cars for a long time if you're 
you know, a principal now of a <laughs> fantasy junction. I'm, I'm just, I'm a superintendent. Is that bigger though? I don't remember. Yeah, that is. That's, that's bigger. You're that's the, the whole boss. district. You right? have to get the of... school board together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just the. You're the janitor. I'm the janitor. Yeah, I am the janitor. The stone... But I'll get there, Balboni. You know, he swept the floors and then eventually started driving cars. You know, so the stony art teacher. Stony art teacher. Yeah, art. Dude. People love my class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so earlier we were talking about, uh, cars you were driven home in when you were born. Um, just from knowing you, I know that you come from a car family, but, um, I think before we get into like your contemporary quiver, um, yeah. Can you start us there? Like what was, what did you get driven home in? Like, where did this car passion come from? I know you're a big car guy. Um, my parents for sure. So my mom learned to first time she ever drove a manual was because I think her her then boyfriend had a V12 E-type Roadster and it was snowing and it was in Boston what, what and Jeez. like something happened where he was in the hospital and she had to move the car from someplace to someplace else and like that's how she first drove a manual uh, and eventually she had a V12 E-type Roadster of her own she actually had two uh, later so my mom was like into cars like maybe not the best taste but like interesting unusual car <laughs> yeah wait wait so what yeah I, <laughs> I mean it's like what V12, makes you say not the best fit? v12 e types yeah. are like generally considered to be kind of rubbish yeah i like them but in a sort of like guilty pleasure kind of way um she met my dad because he was listed for sale his secca championship race car which was this clapped out 71 911 uh, that whose clutch was so worn out that he had to back it up against the opposite wall for the underground parking garage in order to get it out of the underground parking garage because the clutch slipped so bad. Jesus. Anyway, so she calls him about this and he's like, you don't want this car, but that's how they met um, to the 71911. So I think it was destined to be my dad raced SCCA and like bought a Miura in Italy in the 70s and had a 275 4 cam that he parted out because he, it broke and he couldn't afford to fix it when he was in medical school. Wow. wow. Um, so lots of interesting cars. Like my earliest childhood memory is a car memory. So um, anyway, my mom was daily driving. When my brother, my older brother was born, they had a Fiat 124 Spider and the E-Type Roadster. And so they had to get like a family car. So they bought a Series 3 XJ6. Hmm. Uh, and that's the car that I rode home in the hospital from. And now you are the proud owner of a Series Three XJ. It's a, a Daimler Double Six that I bought by mistake on eBay. <laughs> You're like, you, oh, I didn't mean to click that. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> what like, is the Daimler Double Six too? Like the Daimler Double Six is like a badge-engineered Jaguar. It has a different grill and chrome strips on the side, and like different seats. But it's been like it was the most expensive. It just had all the options on it. Fog lights were standard. It's like the Dodge Grand Caravan versus the Chrysler Town and Country, yeah. basically. Yeah, same same beast yeah um so i like saw this thing on bring a trailer and i was like oh that's cool i'll watch it on ebay and then like it has twenty four thousand miles and i you know like well i'll bid some like low bid on it like which ended up being the high bid um and so like i was traveling and didn't have internet because i was in yeah, italy and so i like get on the wi-fi when i get to the hotel and it's like congratulations an email from ebay and i'm like for what <laughs> and the t-shirt I, I bought and then i was like shit <laughs> So anyway, I like 
went through this car and made it really nice because I was just going to try and get rid of it quickly, but I wanted to save it because I'm an idiot like that. It's like an abusive relationship. <laughs> so like now I have a super nice Daimler double six with 40,000 kilometers on it. Nice. So where yeah. does this car bruise you that you hide? I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> we don't have to go there. <laughs> um, you so, have to when you, you're going to sell it on Bring a Trailer, I right? am going to sell it on Bring a Trailer soon, I think. I just I can't rationalize keeping it and uh, I don't know. Like I have overextended myself doing lots of different projects at once, and it so. has radwood cred now. It does, Ooh. and it's a radwood provenance. Is yeah, actually can, the word we use yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can attest that it drove from San Francisco to L.A. and back. That's true, without issue. It, it has further. actually been really rad. I, like in terms of how well it's worked, it, it has always started. It's never done anything weird. Like everyone is like, "Oh, you're gonna die!" Like this thing is gonna be yeah. the worst thing ever, and it's been just like shockingly magically reliable over like i don't know 2000 kilometers so it seems to be a good kilometers one. eh Isn't yeah it a british was, car <laughs> uh it was sold new in dubai um and then it went to japan and then was imported here hmm. so it's made it almost a complete revolution of the world it just wow. has to go back and what's to, the scene like for these cars this is the weirdest the owner what? ever <laughs> the, <laughs> what? the scene everybody's old and you're... dead oh, well, nobody cares about you're talking streets. about selling it and bring a trailer i'm thinking like who will get i have excited? no idea is this like are these really rare are they really desirable i don't know anything about the market they're not desirable cars. they are rare i love them i mean i have always had an affinity for series threes maybe for because I, can't I mean, we all do, right? They're very beautiful, and like it, it's actually it, like it handles nicely because it has like you look at the rear suspension, it looks like an E-type, which was itself like sort of a, a derived from everything he learned about from winning Le Mans a billion times in the fifties. So like it, it actually is a very competent, good handling car. Are they a uh, low seating position comparative to the floor, like an XJ, like an XJR late model? They're, they're very like weird ergonomics i don't know if this is the same style the car i would say it's a dimensionally like it takes up a lot of space but there's not much space inside right right like they, there's been a lot of advancement like in terms of like oh let's like use all of the space that the car takes up like the, the truck no, is no, strangely no. small and yeah, the interior exactly. is strangely small it's like got this very but 1960s architecture right um right. but Ooh. it handles well and you know 12 cylinders and you like open the engine compartment and it's there's a lot of spaghetti yeah in there for yeah sure. are so, we talking vacuum line spaghetti or are we talking uh intake manifold spaghetti Yes. Yes, <laughs> but but vacuum, vacuum lines. The intake manifolds ah. are pretty, but they're all covered up by like. God, there's so much shit going on in that engine bay. It you is opened shocking. It. Yeah. It is like, what does all of this do? And it's going across the. What does it have? Like, does it have hydraulic suspension or anything? Mm -mm. No? It does not. It has fuel injection. Oh. It also has a twelve and a half to one compression ratio. What Whoa. the? Holy crap! Yeah. Twelve and a half to one compression ratio. Go? Mm, it's got a three-speed turbo hydromatic, so not, not really. really. Um, they, they, they remember you're selling this for bringing a trailer. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I, I love the car. I, I, I would keep it if I would, you know, I'd keep everything for. That's not true. I mean, that is absolutely not the, true. The, 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 the person that's buying this car knows what they're getting. Exactly. Into. It's like it's like I, it's like my biggest. Oh, my other my big pet, big pack peeves today. All right. Um, Craigslist ad where they tell you the entire history of the car and how it was Hate homologated it. Yep. and like why this particular. Well, of it's course, like, dude, we've talked about. I know. And then there's one line about like the this condition. car was sold new in like England yeah. and then there's no history that's yeah, like I don't, I don't care shit. about it. I know no, what it is like, I'm looking they're at. like Mercedes conceived the SEC to be the pinnacle of and you're like 
Give me yeah. It's just like copied and pasted a bunch of articles. Oh, 500E, it's like Porsche. They Damn. always do that with 500Es because yep. I think everybody who has a 500E has a complex about nobody knowing what it is. Right. Myself included, but like, <laughs> I, it's just so dumb because they always, and it's, it always has the phrase wolf in sheep's clothing, oh. at which, oh, that's <laughs> so true. always, always, yeah. always, always, uh, the, the 500D weird. people are some of the most rabid, like car enthusiasts I've ever come across, like incredible forum with so much knowledge. Uh, but there is definitely like a lot of pet peeves. Do you own one? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, what what oh, else is in your current it. stable? I have this, it's actually a 94 E 500, which. So I've, this is my second one. The first one, like I bought and then I made it nice and I learned my lesson kind of like I did with the Daimler just now. So I didn't learn my lesson actually. <laughs> and then this, this one I have now that the E500 is like super, super great car with really good history and like really nice, subtle OEM plus mods and just like beautiful condition with full history to do. Pretty low mileage, right? Like yeah. 82,000. Yeah. And it's got the original plates, which I'm like sort of a fiend for original yeah. California plates and the original frame from the dealer that sold it new. And cool. When did they make that change from 500 to 94? Okay. So 94 is the only year of the E500, and they imported 393 of them, uh, and because they were very expensive hmm. uh, when they were new. <clears throat> and uh, but they have seven. The 93s and 94s have seven fewer horsepower than the 92s, uh, except for mine because it has a 92 LH. Why am I talking about this? Anyway, I have an E500. Wait, 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 wait. Well, why is it? Why does it have more power? So they changed the LH module in the fuel injection after 92, and they went from 322 horsepower to 315. Wait, LH? What the hell is that? I don't know. It's related to the fuel injection. <laughs> <laughs> and yours has that. And mine has one. that. Wait, can, oh. all right. So uh, I. Can, can we start with your first car and then maybe do a couple, a few highlights be, and then what your current quiver is? Sure. Uh, my first car was an 88 BMW 535 IS. Nice. That's and a good car. I, Manuel, um, please. Of course. Yes. Uh, I took my driver's license test in that car and I bought it from this couple in Mill Valley and they had these two really cute little kids who told me the car's name was Sam. So that's the only car I've ever had that has, a, has had a name. Hmm. Diamond Schwartz with black. It was clapped out cosmetically and i like converted it to euro bumpers and put euro headlights on it and Sweet. did all the euro body kit and dine on suspension and like really went whole hog on the car and then i sold it on bring a trailer last year and i i did a spreadsheet which i always do the car had sixty nine thousand dollars of receipts wow <laughs> and it wasn't very nice <laughs> like Holy it, yeah crap. so oh, really? anyway that was the the, the first time 69, i didn't learn nine thousand dollars are you <laughs> Over sure the course of what? From, since 1994 oh wait a minute that's paint insane. like full paint job like a $15,000 and then it had like a $10,000 collision repair in there oh, okay when my mom um tried to move the car the day she had knee surgery and popped the clutch oh. Slammed oh. and slammed into the garage door um, um so that was like 10 grand um, but the rest of that, yeah, it was like mechanical and like con convert. You oh know, my god! Get a spoiler. What did it bring on bringing trailers? Since that's public. Six fifty. Ouch! Public knowledge. That was kind of what I was expecting. What was the mileage? Yeah, that's about right. Two hundred and four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If that had half the mileage, it would have gone for money. Like it, they're, they're, it, well, it had rust. That was oh. really the issue. It had rust. Yeah. Um, but it was a very good first car for me. I felt very special. I wanted something rear-wheel drive, six cylinders with a manual transmission that I could afford. That's which it. meant a BMW. Yeah. There's yeah. no other choice. And you got an IS out of it, so you got I limited could, I, slip yeah, and yeah. sports seats. And it had the spoiler and the sport. Yeah, uh, so that was cool. I wanted, I, in fact, I only wanted an IS. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was fine. I did, I kept that for 15 years. Wow. I'm um, surprised you let it which go. Which is a very long t- Well, I just, every time I drove it, I wanted it to be nicer, but I didn't want to make it nicer. So yeah. Well, 69 grand or whatever you put it I know. I had already paid my penance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. So amazing. it went to Texas to some people who seemed pretty enthusiastic about it. And like, yeah, it was, it was a good experience for sure. Or a good first car yeah i mean but also like, like your bumper like your bumper conversions are very expensive right yes i, mean, I, I, right I know yeah. <laughs> i don't even know where so, you get them for that That's... i bought them on ebay in like poland oh, okay. and i put the euro rear headrest because u.s cars never had rear headrests and like i found a german language check control and like i'd retrim the interior in black and red imola red inserts like an m5 and like it, you know, finding all the period tuner shit was, and was hard. So you put the LH module in there just to give it a little, a little bump. <laughs> thing freaking had the same Matronic <laughs> problem that every Matronic problem car has, where the idle oh, does that thing when it's cold. The yeah. yes. and they always do yeah. that, and it's like 911 BMW doesn't matter. They yeah. like hate that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so highlights. What, what came after that, um, or what was the next big step? I, I was my first 911 which was a perfect car it, for me at the time I was in college and it w- had been color changed to a 356 color. It was originally brown. And what was it? Uh, uh, Bali blue. Uh, what which year? Is a dark blue non-metallic. What year? Uh, the car was an 87. Oh. So it was a G50 coupe and the, it had been sort of R-grouped. So it had the Carrera stripes on it and it had a ducktail and no fog lights and like a lot of shit from the interior was removed. It was it was 2553 wet, Wow. Um, which is pretty light for a G50 car with yeah. all steel. Uh, and it was very loud and it was 19.5 and it had a fresh motor and clutch. Wow. Uh, those were the days. Wow. Um, so that was like an awesome, like first, I, I, I still vividly remember driving it home and being like, I'm in a 911 and it's mine. Yeah. And I bought it in Seattle and drove it home. Same. Um, and then I had a BMW 740i Sport 2001, the shorty sporty. Nice. Nice. Uh, in Beeritz blue with the cream interior with blue carpets and dash, which yeah. was like the only color I wanted. And so, so like, blue is pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, especially on that. a seven with yeah. the M, you know, sport package. Yeah. And so the, such the, a great looking car. Those I think it's maybe the most handsome BMW, cars. certainly the best looking BMW 7 ever made. And, and they possibly. shrink around you. Yes. I mean, as far as handling They drive goes, really small. I mean, you drive yeah, you really can small. flog those things. Yeah. But it like had been neglected mechanically, but I really needed that color. So I like did that masochistic thing where I spent <laughs> lots of money on it yeah. and never saw it again. The, the money. Do you remember what a big repair for that was? Like what, what you actually fixed on it? <clears throat> um, Data point. One day, I mean, all the, yeah. one day all the brake <laughs> fluid came out of it. And so there's, it has an electric electric water pump in addition to the non-electric water pump coolant pump yes they call correct <laughs> it, it, the, the, wait it's an addition to yes yeah. and it's the for like the heater core have it too yeah i think it's for the heater core or something mm-hmm. uh valley pan gaskets like yep. yeah typical you know stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um and i think i've big, tried to block big most repairs of it did out. you have to do uh <laughs> no transmission. Do timing chain or nope. vanos or anything no nope, nope. uh that i was lucky I, I and so that car was cool but also like a mistake financially yeah there's no coming back from that do you yeah. see that the silver one that has the manual swap locally uh for sale i thought yeah. it yeah, had canopy for, for sale it's been for sale I for a while i thought it Craigslist. went for sale it sold and then now it's back well, up wasn't right? there a long wheelbase one to bring a trailer that was supercharged or it had an s62 yeah. yes, in it yes. with a manual conversion yes. and i was no, like this one's not, yeah. that w- made but my we'll, loins stir for sure <laughs> i know but you need a, <laughs> it was a long wheelbase south dakota registration i'm not a big long wheelbase fan on those no no short wheelbase short wheelbase Makes Unless you have a 750 cars. IL, because that was your only choice, but mm, this is true. a great, great motor. Um, okay, so seven series, and then uh, I bought a 240Z, which was really cool. Like it, the guy was like super big picture, like continuously had a cigarette in his mouth the entire time I was looking at the car. Um, but 
anyway he's he's like yeah it doesn't have any paperwork but i after i bought it i discovered that all the records were in the little smuggler box thing under the 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 floor in the back seat so it had like the first oil change at 600 miles whoa blue plates orange at a 2.8 liter motor which i built to a 3.0 and converted it to five speeds with triple delordos and that thing was super cool and i undersold it because they weren't worth anything at the time uh, to some guy in San Jose who still has it, who gets an email from me every year asking to buy it back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just show up at his house and like... I like, want to, but he's like decidedly against it and I'm sure he's made it much nicer. Maybe the but notes was, you're leaving are not nice enough. Do you want me to write them for you? Oh, yeah. are, you are, are you good at that? Yeah, they're three pages long. They start with a, here's the thing. <laughs> Listen here, man. Let me tell you about photography. So what had happened was... He yeah. goes, ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to sell me this car. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But just <laughs> stay away from the telephone poles. Yeah, please. exactly. <laughs> Composition is everything. You know, that whole deal. Yeah, and then, like, I've had a long series of sh vaguely shitty 912s that were sort of project cars and a good one. I traded one for a Cayman S with 25,000 miles, which is shocking to me because my 912 had 350,000 miles Holy on it. Holy And like this guy was like, oh yeah, a Cayman S with 25,000 miles at CPO'd and has like sport chrono and 19-inch wheels and sport seats. And I was like, hook me up. Sure. Yeah. But of course, the Cayman S is still worth what it was then and the 912 is probably worth 50 grand or something like that. <laughs> yep. Um, what else have I had? Interesting. I had um, four G fifty three twos over the years. I had the the, um, the first five hundred E, a Cayenne Turbo. Oh, we said interesting. Oh, interesting. I'm sorry. No, I'm I think kidding. that's it for interesting cars. I, oh, well, yeah. Now I have the most interesting stuff. I guess is now. Um, I have Ferrari three hundred eight Dino, one of fifteen. That's white with Euro bumpers on it. And it's a seventy five. That Very is cool awesome. car. Yeah. yeah, you need to post more pictures. Came with of that. a George Benson cassette in the cassette player, yes. which was like critically important and no additional charge. Uh huh. <laughs> um, Dude, is it still there? It is still there. I Excellent. listen to it when I drive the car, and if it, if uh, it's dry enough for the CCR, then I'll be driving that. CRR. Sorry, CRR. <laughs> we like we yeah. like Creedence CCR. Clearwater Revival <laughs> no, as well. CCR though. is uh, the the um, the regulations for Sports Car Club of America. <laughs> Oh, competition okay. rules. Oh, oh. right. Um, let's see. So you got the the five hundred E. See the E five hundred. Yeah, the Dino. oh, it's E five hundred. It's yeah, that one's an E five hundred. I have a Dino. Delta Integrale. What? Uh, yeah. Wait, what? When did that happen? I bought it in July of sixteen. <laughs> Was it run? Is it in pieces? It once ran. I drove it. <laughs> um, it it um, it's getting a break. Actually, it went into the shop six today. years ago. <laughs> no, it went into the shop today. Um, he scheduled it six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I haven't driven that car much at all. Delta Integrale. Uh, what what version? What flavor? It is a sixteen valve. Okay. It's red. Evo or non Evo? Non Evo. Okay. So no rear spoiler. Um, that's correct. Not, it but it has, the, it has the later wheels, and it has these horrible gray suede seats with like multicolored cloth. Actually, they're kind of cool. That sounds awesome. kind of cool. cool. Why no? Why no drive much? Um, <laughs> because it had a brake master cylinder fail, and then we were gonna like do a bunch of shit, and then got mechanic who was supposed to work on it closed his hand in the hood of a Mark One <laughs> Golf, and like was out of commission for a while. L Long story. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's finally going. This into is the rare, shop now. rare car problem. So wait a minute. Is it? Yeah, I know, right? No, it's yeah. that. It's like, the guy. Oh, you that got guy the guy. hurt his hand. <laughs> yeah. Like basically, I can't drive my car for a year. You can't just go to Big <laughs> O with that. Yeah. Do you have to just? Is it an engine out process to like remove or to fix the master cylinder? 
I, I will soon know. Yeah. Wow. I will soon know. I don't think so. Also, I learned it's the same master cylinder as an Alpha GTV6. And we, it also needed a windshield, which was great because it was 120 euros. But then by the time of shipping and duty, it was like $800 for a windshield. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. So that was fun. Uh, and then, like, I had to, like, speak Italian to order the gaskets from this guy. So, like... El gasgetto, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the word is actually guarnazione. I think uh, I learned this. There you uh. go. That sounds like a garnish. Yes. I, I, I love that it, salsa. It, it goes very, very well with the, the white. Um... I, what else do I have? The the Daimler. I have a yellow 996 that I bought to commute in. Just a regular two-wheel drive. C2 Coupe that's also going to be for sale soon on Volk TE37s and like $15,000 of options that actually makes the interior not suck. <laughs> uh, so we'll leather dash. And it's got leather dash. Leather it's got supple interior. leather. It's got headrest crest, yellow stitching, yellow seatbelts, aluminum gauges, aluminum sills, aluminum How about shifter. Le leather gauges? Have you seen that option? I have not yeah. on a 996, but on a like an impact bumper car for sure. Yeah. And like very swanky. Or like they put leather like weird colored leather on the knobs and shit. or yeah. leather dash vents yeah leather dash vents there's some crazy yeah. did you see at bonhams there was an 89 speedster with a full suede interior Whoa. like suede dash tan suede red wow. with tan suede oh, that's gross. dash it's awful it, <laughs> so like, it's like human so skin awful. or something and the, like... the steering wheel is suede like <laughs> everything is suede it's heinous <laughs> and it Damn. been to like three something. That's not you, you'd be like stuck getting in it. You like yeah. sit down. You're like, well, I guess this is the position I'm going to be <laughs> yeah, for the rest yeah, of the yeah. time that I'm sitting yeah. in this car because yeah. I'm not going to be able to move. The Do best you have road the, handling. Uh, the console delete. I that makes it no. I don't. Oh yeah, GT3 console. Delete As it turns hat. out, the little console compartment is the perfect size for like an iPhone mm -hmm. um, X or seven, the non-plus recent mm. iPhones. Yeah. So like, it's perfectly dimensioned. I, everyone says it makes a difference. I, it, I don't know. It's nice for your leg and stuff. I'm short. Yeah. I'm well, I'm five ten. So. But it gives you that kind of old school yes, uh, 911 the, the, feel. Yeah, the old school 911 having, thing where the, having the, the just dash, the dash. Is separate. Yeah, from exactly. The, yeah, and then I have a 964, which is um, like very R grouped and pretty aggressively modded, and is like maybe cage, the best right? It's got a half cage. It's got KWV3s. It's got the turbo speed lines, 993 turbo brakes. Those are such super good clean yeah. car. It's very. very I gave you shit on the Instagram. You posted a picture of it. I'm like, can you do us a favor and keep the car clean at least? Because it was like <laughs> immaculate, you know, gleaming white 964. Or what color silver. is it? Yeah. It's silver. silver. Yeah. yeah. Um, heat doesn't work, right? The heat has been now disabled on the left side because of the stupid mixer flap problem. So that, every 964, I, every 964 and 993 yeah. has is the stupid mixer flaps, which are like $500 million. And there's two of them in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and like it causes the heat to get stuck on. Is that but a only dash when it's very thing? hot. Uh, no, it's there right there against the firewall. I just don't, I don't know why I don't feel like spending oh. $500 for a heater flap servo. I just really don't want It's to the servo that. that dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really just gloriously competent car. My brother had like a 997 GT3 and tracks his cars aggressively. And he drove this car and he's like, I can't believe how competent it is for how old it is. It's like has the tightness and competence of a new car. Um, 
and you know it's on pilot super sports and so it's to me it's the best of both worlds in terms of like having the old school 911 experience feel, but yeah. still being a genuinely fast competent car that will satisfy someone who's used to driving a gt3 right so that thing i've had for a long time and what does that market look like right now 964s they've been blown up that's going crazy they were yeah i'd say they're a little bit all 911s have sort of cooled but they are definitely are they air cooled or they you? are yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you should know the answer to this question. Pull um, my leg over here. I just had, I had a friend that just paid um god ungodly amount for a nine six four. We're talking nah, oh, ninety one. Yeah. Are you talking about the for um, close to a hundred? I hope it had like six miles or like thirty something. Yeah, that's pretty damn low. That's weird. Well, and the funny thing, people don't appreciate this about those cars, but Porsche almost went out of business during this period. They weren't making very many cars. I mean, I think they made thirty eight hundred, sold thirty eight hundred cars in North America in like ninety four, whatever it was, and they sold thirty one thousand in eighty six. And so, like, and then of course the nine sixty four came in so many damn flavors. You get the Targas and four wheel drive and automatics and cabrios. Like finding a C two manual coupe, which is of course what everyone wants. Uh, is like surprisingly difficult because they just didn't make yeah. Yeah. a lot of cars. I think they were neglected for a long time too. Well, yeah, everybody hated of, them. Yeah, they were the they were, 996 of their era. Dude, they yeah. were like 10 grand and you didn't want to buy one because the engine was going to blow up. Because, yeah. My dad bought one new. They had, didn't went, have head gaskets yes. until 92. Yeah, he went through that whole and, process. And uh, they were like, shit box i mean they were the car no they were the yes, 996 they were the 996 of their era. and they were or they were the 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 mid-years yep. you know yep exactly there's always you know, this, this cyclical always thing those, yeah. and you have to wonder whether that's going to happen with 996s because yeah. i mean like i think it will because they drive pretty well yeah i mean i i they bought do. it because it was cheap and it had and i it, i wanted something to put miles on and not feel guilt about it and it was like yellow which is like it's a kind of lame car but you get it in a cool color and that makes it a little spicier and uh fuego fuego if you will yes yeah i know um so but you drive and you're like holy shit this is a complete yeah. like honest 911 experience and like i can't believe that this thing was less than twenty thousand dollars i know so you know i believe in those cars but then of course they'll always be held down by 997 because the 997 is the same thing but better in many appreciable ways uh, so there's going to be a, it's just like yeah, Ferraris. And, and, there's a hierarchy and there's always it's kind of like an on it's like you know there's good decades bad decades kind of thing yeah and although 964s like, approach 993s which used to not be true at all in terms of yeah, value that's true desirability yep but for a while there forever they were kind of like a strict the, the bad one and then the mid-years were always like the crappy one you mm -hmm. didn't want to buy it mm-hmm and then now they've all had the head studs replaced and everything's yep. all good, yep. right? And, and then, a lot of it originates with like weird mechanical problems early yep. in the lives mm -hmm. that give the car that makes ever, enough people a hate stigma them. Yeah, and everything, exactly. and then people forget about that. Well, they all the, get fixed. Yeah, and they all get fixed, and then so the people the buying them IMSs, aren't, weren't part of that. Your main seals. That's kind of like uh, wiring, wiring harnesses on '80s, '90s Mercedes. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh yes. man, the wiring harness. But if that car it's like is six hundred dollar, yeah, part, now you're like, it's only six hundred dollars. Six hundred bucks. Exactly. And then also the I would say the Gen One Nine Nine Ones are kind of in that territory. Are they? I, I think I, I don't think, pay attention. I think they have a little bit of that cars. stigma with like the kind of weird seven-speed manual hmm. and just interesting. I know the GT3s having, for sure. Having dude, PD, they had a lot of having PDK problems early on and stuff like and that. And engine failures yeah, and yeah. fires and all kinds. Well, of Well, that's well, they the had GT3s, to replace all those engines. Yeah. yeah. Is but, the Nine Six Four a keeper? 
I think so. I mean, I'd move through stuff very quickly car wise, like, and this car I've had for five and a half years. It's just, to me, it's every, if I could only have one 911, it does everything that a 911 should do to me. Like I like older cars, but this has, like I said, the competence coupled with the old schoolness. Yeah. yeah. And it's a period cool. that's dear to me. I mean, my dad bought a, a C89 C4 new and it was a, uh, we used to, it was his family car and we, I still have the ski rack for it because we used to take it to Tahoe and I'd freaking awesome. ride to Tahoe in the back of this nice 911. <laughs> actually putting the, the, four, the C4 to use. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Oh, man, and it was like, those so were the fun. days when Suburbans had 250 horsepower. So they're like struggling up 80 and we were blowing by them at 90 miles an hour. I'm sitting in the back with the ski rack on. Right. So. Like I've always I've maybe had an affinity for that car. I mean, he still has it actually. Wait, he made you schlep the ski rack? You said the ski rack. No, no, no. I'm like the <laughs> car has a ski rack on it, and I'm sitting in. There's a kid in the back, and it's like that's a weird thing Flying to get blown by. by by in a you know '95 suburban. For sure. You know, the, I mean, one thing that I want to mention about 964s. I mean, there's you know the certain issues that they had, but for some reason to me they never. I mean, I love them now, but like I really didn't like the way that the bumpers looked. They looked like they were tacked on. It was yeah. like an afterthought. Yeah, they're big old fat. It, yeah, it was like things. these big round things. And like it just did not mesh with me. Like I, I think I've said this before. I think the impact bumper on a on a G body 911 is, was the best execution of the impact bumper in, from that era. And I I think they're great and they're iconic and they go well with that car. So like I don't know. I mean that this that transition was just really odd for me. But now like I've totally come around. Like like a 964 RS and like that what is that uh, that blue or that um it's not it looks like Nagaro blue. But it's oh, yeah. maritime blue. Yeah. yeah, maritime blue. That is so awesome. And yes. then there's the, the the pink one too. I forget yeah, that color. Yeah, that um, color it's is like ruby called something. Mm, no. Ruby stone or ruby something. stone exactly. Yeah. That car that color is awesome. And I saw one for sale recently. I think I shared it with you guys. Yeah. It was somewhere in, in the valley. Uh, three hundred fifty thousand oh, yeah. dollars. Uh, Porsche Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that guy uh, has a lot that's of. That's what's his name? Uh, a lot CJ of Wilson. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, is that why they wanted a yeah. crazy premium? Yeah. Well, he had, like well, buys a lot of those things. Now. He has like I guess he has like three RSs yeah. or something. Something. Now that you can get them here, yeah. I've always liked the the cars are very sensitive to ride height and wheel choice. If you have the original U.S. ride height and those 16 inch Design 90 oh, wheels, yeah. totally. they look frumpy. Yeah, so that was my frumpy. thing with the 964 is kind of like along piling on on Art's like hate for them. When they first came out, like I, I just remember my neighbor had one and it was gray with the D90s, mm -hmm. stock ride height C4. Yep, like, frumpy sat super frumpy, high. Frumpy it was like it just looked. It was like a nothing car, like a blah for totally. for a really high price at the yeah, time. Like I think they were sixty eight. Yeah, and the the, the nine nine three came out later at fifty nine. Yep. Um, but yep. It, so it was tons of money, and it was just this really boring, frumpy car. Yep. And the G bodies like sat better, um, yep. stock for stock, and they had a cooler wheel with a deep a deeper dish and yes. everything. And yeah, and and that's they, what my dad's then, car looked like when he bought it. And then and they had the pink taillights too. Yes, the pink taillights. He put um cup ones on it the 965 and like when he put those on i fell in love with the car it was like i don't know the car was five years old at the time and i suddenly was like i like this car i've never liked this car and now i like it and it was all just because he changed the wheels cup it's, ones were like my favorite wheel yeah, back they're then beautiful and on that same car. with like rsas had the yeah, yeah essentially that's, the, that's a really ones, good look yeah, yeah, white or silver is, is definitely a good look. And so, you know, right height also, like, you know, uh, I hear the RS uprights make a huge difference up front. Like, I mean, because uh, I've driven, our buddy Ruben has a really decked out uh, red one that's pretty well sorted, but it has a lot of bump steer, like at least relative to, you know, the air-cooled 911s that I've driven. Um, and I owned a 993 for a long time, which is definitely a lot more dampened and insulated. But like, 
I, I mean, and he's talked about it. He would like to do uh, make some upgrades up front to actually like fix the roll center and stuff. Because like, it's just the steering feels so busy. Like it's very communicative. It's very very busy. It's very communicative, but it's so busy. And like the, yeah. the 993 is like you get all the right information. Like you get everything, but you don't get the noise. You know. Yes. And like yeah. So it, that's the only thing that has that bothers me about the car. But I mean, they're so much fun to drive, and like yeah. obviously super capable. And and I think. You know, Singer isn't helping, and a few of these other companies who are now focused on 964s, you know, they're it really. It pains me to see those cars get cut up by Singer. I think we're going to look back and be like, I can't believe they did that to those 964s. Yeah, you oh, think really? it's going to be kind of like what, like the people that modernized all the 70s ones and stuff yeah, like that? Long ho- I, I wonder. I mean, t- yeah. Singer stuff is very tasteful and they work beautifully, but I just, it feels slightly wrong. I, mean, I guess I come from a perspective of preservation because like in the old car collector car world like that's super important and mm-hmm. uh it just anytime a car gets cut up like that i'm it gives me the heebie-jeebies because i've mm. like been in the position of retrospectively seeing like you said like oh let's take the 69 911s and put like Make painted it look guards like red and put impact bumpers yeah. on it yeah or yeah, put yeah. like a 993 body kit on it and i've like seen enough of those cars that are tragically like ruined where I get sort of a, a involuntary reaction yeah. anytime you I see something. You can go to Dottie Motorsports and find <laughs> one every day. With the 959 fiberglass yeah, kit? Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. One thing that's very interesting, I mean, you mentioned some numbers, you threw figures around, and like, I always, it always baffles me to think of like how exclusive like driving a 911 in the 80s would have been, or in the 70s or in the 60s. Like, you know, now... My dad talks yeah, about this They're like the mass production, right? Like, yeah. they're everywhere, and especially here. They're still pretty low. Yeah, they're, low, they're definitely low a low-volume manufacturer yeah. by, by modern standards, but in the Bay Area, like, they're commonplace like, you know common. there's like three on my block like yeah. whereas before it was like but they was, were pretty common in this area back then too the stories my dad tells about like driving well my dad was in chicago so very different because yeah. everybody there is after muscle cars but he said like it was a very special magical brotherhood and that's where the whole like flash your brights when you see another 911 oh, yeah. like in the 60s thing because like you meant because this thing costs as much as a cadillac and like you had, we're getting a lot less car physically, and you had yeah. to really get it. Like, why would you buy this funny little slow foreign sport? Like in the three fifty six days, where like it was foreign yeah. sports car with sixty horsepower that costs as much as a Cadillac with no interior. Like basically, yeah. where the Cadillac. Yeah, is like my dad had a fifty seven Speedster, and he was buying gas in Chicago in it one time. And this guy was like, "What kind of car is that?" And my dad's like, "It's it's a Porsche." And he's like, "But what kind of car is it?" And my dad's like. A, a sports car and the guy's <laughs> like how much does a sports car cost and my dad told him he's like that's more than a cadillac and like he was mind was blown but anyway that was <laughs> yeah, no, chicago yeah. in the 60s in a speedster that was that makes sense. yeah I, I i i could imagine back then it was crazy and in chicago but here even like in the 80s i think the numbers have produced oh yeah like I mean, it was the same a g-body like year for year probably about the same as the 911 is today so in 86 or yeah, like 31,000 yeah. yeah it's US, probably about the 31, same and u.s cars and imagining that, i think it's actually plan. it might be less mm-hmm. than that now for a 911 um or around that number there's so many 911s like so you many different mean, variants look, I could, go look at the year for i do year. want to look at the numbers it's, yeah it's not it's and then um caymans are really low production because everybody uh, wants a boxster i guess because boxers are actually pretty low production too compared to like you know but hmm. Yeah, I mean, Cayenne's obviously are where the where it's at. 
Where it's at, dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, at Fantasy Junction, being a principal, does that allow you to drive these cars? Are you able to explore? Oh yeah. The uh, you know. Yeah, all, I mean, I makes models. Yeah, so I drive almost everything that comes through there that's street legal because oftentimes I'm the one who takes photos, and we the place that we most frequently take pictures is uh, six miles away. Okay. Uh, so most of the cars in there I've driven twelve miles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unless I've taken on a test drive. But that's with enough to get a feel for yeah. it. And so lots of seat time and lots of weird cars for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you should definitely. I'm very thankful for that experience. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So 250 short wheelbase uh, or of the like, you know, yeah. 275. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, wings. Transaxle for, yeah, lots of gull wings. I started at some point keeping a list of everything I've ever driven, which is I'm glad that I started doing Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, your dad uh, bought a Mira brand new in Italy back in the day. Uh, he bought it in 74, actually, or 74. so it wasn't okay. new. I tracked down the guy who bought it new who like had these ridiculous stories about how he had dinner with Ferruccio Lamborghini, who had this fabulous blonde woman sitting next to him, and of course. how he seized the motor because he was driving it at Monza of our car. Whoa. And then like uh, he crashed it. Uh, and the car got reconstituted. They gave him a new car with the same serial number, so he wouldn't have to pay tax again. Is, is actually what <laughs> Holy happened. Holy crap! Uh, which is so the, the our car is actually both the 308th and 514th <laughs> Mira's built. Um, so yeah, the, this car has is currently being restored. It's never been roadworthy while I've been alive. But really? I, I did drive it around the block uh, a couple months ago, but which, the interior is uh, not done. Which flavor of Mira is it? It's an S. S. Okay. It is an what S. Year? 69. Color yeah. combo? It is yellow with blue interior. So yellow, like banana yellow, or like the more the tennis ball green yellow? Uh, banana yellow. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, which What's is the color it's always... I think they would call it fly, fly yellow. You, yeah. <laughs> it's not Bana speed yellow. No, it's banana yellow. <laughs> banana yellow. Was it plantain yellow? Or? Well, banana is <laughs> the same in Italian and it's English. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, uh, so did Lamborghini have fly No, I'm just saying. Not I don't think anyone's ever called a Lamborghini banana yellow. <laughs> I was just talking spectrum, He was trying to you know? differentiate know, it from the, the Verde. I like, where his, I like where his mind went. Yeah. Uh, so it, that car's never driven. It's. It sounds like you just drove it. Like, How far away is it from being road with her? Uh, apparently, according to the mechanic, it has like 150 shakedown miles on it. Um, but none of them were applied by me. <laughs> the, it's at the upholstery shop right now. I picked the headliner material and color, and I'm supposed to be getting carpet swatches in the mail to where carpet. Where does this go down? What, what where is the car? Uh, the car is in I don't know where the upholstery shop. No, is. no, Somewhere but just South what Bay. town? Oh, uh, the shop is in Redwood City. Oh, it's here. Okay, cool. Um, well, that'll be nice. It was a very weird experience to like grow up knowing that we had a Lamborghini, but never seeing it or, or going for a ride. <laughs> and it also wasn't the Lamborghini you dreamed of, right? I mean, you were probably more, well, maybe not you, but when you tell people, my dad has a Lamborghini. Yes. They there think, was that experience because yeah. they're looking for a Diablo. Yeah. They're imagining a or Diablo. Or a Countach or yeah. something like that, right? But for me, I was like, I was always of the mindset of like, this is far cooler. Sure. I, I don't know why. Well, it's because you were like brain, a, you were brainwashed. <laughs> I get, yeah, I was brainwashed. That's exactly right. That's true. Uh, and the goal for this car is it a keeper forever? Or are you going to sell it? If we can it? afford it, the restoration com involved completely reconstituting the whole car. Yeah, engine and, and everything. Everything, like the chassis, is substantially new. Wow. <laughs> uh, due to rust, so. Jeez. 
uh, if we can afford to keep it, I, I hope to keep it forever. But also the idea of selling it and buying like 60 other cool cars is <laughs> yeah. kind of intriguing. Sounds pretty nice. Not 60, yeah. maybe 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So well, if Brian that, were yeah. here, it'd be 60. How's the driving oh, experience? 600. <laughs> um, the driving experience, the thing that first strikes you when you get in a Miura is that it feels like the pedals and the steering wheel are the same distance away. Like they feel like they're in the same plane. In a normal mm, car, the yeah. pedals feel like they're very far away and the steering wheel feels like it's relatively close to you. In the Miura, they feel like they're about the same distance. They're not, but the differential between them is much less pronounced. Um, the the incredible noise from the gear gears in the engine and the gearbox uh, in addition to the engine, like valve train and exhaust noise, um, the gearbox requires deliberate shifting. Steering is good. Brakes are good. The steering wheel is a little more horizontal than you'd expect. So disc brakes all around. Mm-hmm. The S gained uh, vented discs uh, partway through production, uh, which they achieved by using the same calipers and just putting a spacer in between them so that there would be enough space for a vented disc. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, super cool driving experience. Um, I, I mean, I've driven ours around the block, but I, at Fantasy, I've driven uh, many others. Um, but it's a very, very evocative. And the other thing that's weird is like you, you look over your shoulder and the carburetors are as far away from your head as like if you're wearing a backpack. I mean, yeah, they're right, they're right there. there. They're so the right sound there. is just insane. Yeah. And you could see them. <laughs> when they catch on fire okay. which they often do in those cars i can but can you smell them see that's that's all i'm concerned with <laughs> i mean of course you can yeah, it's you're by your they're face. behind you so it's not like you're 2002 yeah it's like but i mean in any old car you can always smell them yeah what is the biggest disappointment at fantasy junction of a car you drive ah i this is a this is a sophisticated question <laughs> or it's an interesting question because sometimes you, you do stuff and you're like I, I i you meet your hero and you're like i really need a million and a half dollars now yeah like, very badly yeah, yeah. yeah like goings are like that for me goings mm -hmm. have like the steering is slow you but... always hear what that they're, yeah. they're, that they're amazing amazing yeah i mean you have to treat them in context all of these things if you take them out of context suck like you drive an e30 325 even and you're like oh this is not like a real great car um, but you have to put yourself in context. I think 500Es are like that too. You have to put yourself in context of what else totally. you could buy for the at the same time and imagine like how transcendent it was. Three, 6.3s are like that too. Um, so anyway, 300 SLs, if you look at them in context, because you can drive it like a modern car, which you can, most things from the 50s you can't. Like the brakes are drums, but other than that, a going like you, like the gearbox is robust and the steering wheel, steering is kind of slow because it's not assisted. So there's a lot of turns lock to lock, but it's pretty cool. Um, disappointment. TVRs suck. Mm. Mm. They are miserable, awful cars. Like yeah, you guys see a lot of those. No, I mean, fortunately, yeah, thank God. Yeah. So we're talking Tasman. Are you talking more modern, like Subaru? Uh, uh, yeah, Tasman exactly with the TR6 mm. motor. Mm. Yeah, I would. I would expect that. I guess it was. Yeah. So that's no good. Um, you know what those cars remind me of? You remember like going to the fair and seeing like those fiberglass spaceships that yeah. you could get like it was like yeah. on an arm and you would just get in and get yeah. jostled around like as a five-year-old like yep. that's what i picture like it's yeah. like this really poorly put together thing you know yeah for sure so like those are not good i would uh, let's see um i like driving 246s but i don't think that their value corresponds to the amount of utility you get out of them 
Utility. Like, sorry, like pleasure or joy. Okay. Uh, utility, like utility function, utility. Not okay, like not like put a bunch of uh, golf clubs in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or potting soil. Or, <laughs> or, or argon gas. Yeah, yeah bottles, argon but they gas. are incredibly expensive for what they are. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's a substantially similar experience as you get to in a 308 GT4, and they are just almost an order of magnitude uh, difference in price. Um, but I, I like them. I just don't feel like they should be $350,000. And they were forever like the cheap Yeah, they were like, oh, Ferrari. I see you can't afford a real Ferrari. Yeah, and it just said Dino on the head. Didn't even have a yeah. Ferrari badge, yeah. right? Um, other disappointments. What we get disappointment-wise, I would say more than like a specific car or model is like sometimes you just get one in that's like not been well put back together and it just sucks and like it, like whoever did it like it's a, it feels like a collection of parts that are all traveling down the in the same general direction instead of like a cohesive whole mm. and that's why when you get one that's like very original or very capably restored yeah. it's like a magical transcendent experience right. that makes yeah. you like feel like your soul is happy totally yeah and then yeah. like other times you're like everything about this car makes me want feel sad and like <laughs> hopeless about yeah. the future totally it's like um, that 380 yeah. sl i got it's not a valuable super rare car but the fact it just that it has the magical home everything to it you know yeah. i mean down to uh the pepper spray in the in the glove box well, or whatever like well and a weird. lot of people don't get that and it's true with old cars i mean because you have like 50 60 years for quality to differentiate and it's very yeah. different to have one where it's like owned by the same guy who like you know always loved warmed it. it up properly and loved it and serviced it at the same shop from new and like yeah that's a very different experience from like oh we found this in a shed and it was like partially submerged and also on fire at the and same time four and then, shops like, worked on it and four shops it worked on it and we like found pieces yeah. here and, and no there one knew and what then they like were doing. nobody had any experience with the mark and it's actually an esoteric mark where exactly. they really needed to know what they were doing and then like it's shiny but like <laughs> yeah but the receipts the are from napa you know like yeah, a, yeah and so they use the wrong <laughs> hardware and the maybe the door the window rattles a yes, little bit or like they need like like extra yeah. hard slams to close mm -hmm. the door and God, then the that's whole the kind of stuff like that, that drives you crazy and like shit comes off in your hand when you're using it and it's just like it's very pretty yeah and then the more you use it the less you like it and that's you, the opposite of what i want which is like the more you interact with it the more you appreciate what a good one it is are you also responsible for ads are you writing that stuff um, I used to until recently. We now have someone else who does it who um, came from the auction catalog world. Uh -huh. uh, and so I will generally take a pass over every description before it goes up. But I used to be the guy who wrote them all. And uh, it must get a little tricky, you know, because you're in the you want to make the person who's consigning the car happy, right? Selling the mm -hmm. car for what yep. you can get for it. But it's like interesting choice of interior uh, selected on this. Uh, <laughs> well, know, what like, you have to do is take a neutral tone. Of course. Oh, yeah. So of whenever course. I can, uh, when I take a tone that's not neutral, you know it's good. And if it has a neutral tone and it's descriptive, then it's just describing what's yeah. in front of yeah. you. Yeah. So it's like, but if you're really yeah. pumped on it, you're saying like, then you you'll be able to tell in the description. There'll yeah. be certain adjectives History. that I will dust off <laughs> yes. when the car like is badass. Really maybe magical or... is actually yeah. a, one of those ones. Um, okay. I thought you were coherent. You know, when things are coming off, you just call it a modular interior, right? <laughs> modular yeah. interior. Yeah. It's actually now a yeah. lightweight model because we yeah. left all that shit on the side of the road over there exactly. that fell off. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a good segue into like project car updates, right? We're talking, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you did talk about the Mira. That's one. Is there a, uh, one of your currently driven cars that needs some work or that you've done some recent work to? Um, uh, the 996 and the Daimler, I have recently experienced severe money hemorrhage. Oh, through. damn. 
Um, the I, nine bearing? No, I'm just kidding. Knock on no. Right <laughs> I, well, so I bought it because it had it done, but it, what it, it had an opinion bearing noise, which the PPI did not identify and I did not identify. But anyway, so I had rebuilt the gearbox on the 996. Damn. Oh, wow. And um, then I had much of it painted because the car was like four different colors. Hmm. Uh, so those were the two things that, and I put new tires on it. And Damn. That's a really, that's gotta be a really hard color to match. Cause that yellow, right? Yeah, yeah. And the clear coat oxidizes. And so the, it, it fades. So it, it's uh, like the Dakar yellow. Exactly. Kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. Like Dakar yellow. Um, so anyway, that it's, it's fewer colors now. Um, so that was the 996, the, the Daimler I bought and I just, I ended up doing the wood and lots of mechanical stuff and repainting much of the car. And I don't know, I put, I found Pirelli Chinterados for it anyway. So I like went through the whole car and now it's great. So I'm selling it. Yeah, I actually because it can't a, inflict, inflict any more pain on me, so I have to sell it. Yeah, I, I defended you because uh, I remember you you taped up the front end uh, when That's we drove right. down to Radwood, and someone commented like, "Come on, is that guy serious?" And I actually uh, erroneously said that it, it had like two day old paint, but you're like, "No, I literally like just picked it up like last night from yeah. the, from the was, shop." And then the glue from the tape made it have all those little pot marks and stuff. Did and it? Peeled it off. No, um, I'm just that stuff. <laughs> but that does happen. It, it does happen. Uh, but that it turned out it fine. It was fine. Actually. I guess that's yeah. something you could buff out, though, right? Versus, yeah. Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. See, little yeah. does everyone know that uh, Derek has a stock in the painter's tape. Oh, yeah, go. 3M. 3M. Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Did you know what 3M oh, stands for? Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Uh, we have trivia oh, on this there you go. show. You're you welcome, that Slash. Up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're never going to get those three seconds of your life back. And you're taking the uh, GT4 Dino on the rally, but it's all good, huh? It just um, doesn't need anything. That car has been like just – it's like the Daimler. It's been surprisingly like easy to live with and no problems. Like – it just it always starts easily the carbs are perfectly tuned it's just like it has, it's like i was saying you get that yes knock <laughs> yeah. on wood but you get those cars where you like because initially i saw the car and i was like oh it's like a pretty oxidized paint and like the interior is original and looks like it but then i drove it and i was like this i need this car because it just if once you drive enough of them because a lot of times people will just be attracted to what's shiny and that's what they'll buy the car on and then if you drive enough of them you get enough data points to appreciate a really good one when you drive it and then you have to have that one because that's the thing that's hard to change it's easy to repaint a car yeah but like mm -hmm. making a one that's like a bucket of bolts drive beautifully is a very like invasive expensive process. and what are the miles on that one how many miles? Forty-seven thousand. So it's been kind of driven, but not. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, kind of high for a yeah. Ferrari-ish. But uh, I imagine that that's a good thing for that car, right? Like you want yeah. something that's been driven and maintained, and, yep. and actually, exactly, it's been on the for road. For any car, yeah. But uh, I mean, especially something like that where it's. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah, because yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of times you'll find those five thousand mile examples, and yes. it'll be kind of a bucket it'll, of bolts. Everything. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that one's a happy camper. That's cool. I'm excited to see it out there. Um, as I had mentioned, uh, we have a buddy of ours who's actually bringing out his again. Uh, this is a uh, second time. The, yes. Uh, yeah. This is the red one with the boxer trim. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so he's been doing a lot of work. Um, I can't even. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of activity. I forgot. <laughs> well, I don't um, know if it's full it's, front end rebuild. It's those two cars. Yeah. The Harama and, and oh. that. The the Yorama. Yeah. yeah. He had to cut like a hole in the firewall. To no, do, that was the, the, the three hundred eight. That was the three hundred eight. Yeah, three hundred eight. Oh, Remember, okay. that's why I tagged you. I'm like, look yeah. what you got to do if you have to fix this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and I'm like slightly concerned about it. it's been such a good one. Like, I wonder if I cut my losses at some point and sell it. But 
I do like that car, especially in the creamy white color. It's oh, really cool. It looks cool, so man. good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Hence why I asked how much it yeah. is. Because um, I've, I've always wanted one. Hence. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to drive one. Yeah, I bet. I bet you do. <laughs> you should uh, me. Have you driven one? No. You I should drive one. mine. Yeah, I really want to drive it. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, it just it's it's a happy, coherent car. Although I am a tire Nazi, and I hear you have some. Oh yeah, horrible tires. BF Goodrich. <laughs> Although BF Goodrich's are, they're great they, tires. We they love are BFGs. Awesome tires. Uh, but well, know. these are like the radial TAs, which haven't changed from like <laughs> since nineteen. Oh, how dare you! So amazing, crisp handling. <laughs> yeah, Chris handling. He's a he's yeah, a that's their marketing. Yeah. So on the the copy on the marketing materials. Uh, read crisp handling for uh, BF Goodrich radial TAs, um, and very interesting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I don't mind them, but I don't really drive the wheels off that car. We had a set on the Miura, and they because it's the only tire you can get in two fifty five seventy fifteen. They're not speed rated. Like I think they're rated to one hundred and ten or one hundred and twelve miles an hour, Damn, that's it? or something like that. Wow. So like. The, anyway, they, they were on the Miura, but we put XWXs on it, which is a much Ooh. more like appropriate period-looking yes. tire for that Absolutely. car. Absolutely, yeah, that's a pretty tire. I love the round. It's a beautiful tire. The si yeah, like, I great tread. Feel ridiculous saying that, but like the the tread pattern really, and the uh, sidewall company. Yeah. profile, and like I love seeing them on six nines because they were OE on six nines. Oh, sweet, ah. that's a good look. And, which the, is like yeah. so cool because I always see those tires on Ferraris in my life because I um, that's like wh where I see most XWXs and so like you see it on a six nine, which is one of my favorite cars. I I imagine if I were I might buy one, um, and it's just so cool to me because it's so incongruous. It'd be like if you saw like cup sports on like an s63 now or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know the, whatever the, well i guess the, i guess at the time it was just the best and it's, it was an autobahn barger right and they wanted it needed something that was and, speed rated yeah. and had good performance characteristics yeah yeah uh project updates art do you have any i do quickly uh, now so oh it's it might be it might get deep um so first of all let's start with this one here uh derek can you pick up that hunk of metal that's over there to your left what on earth is this so what is that a couple of pounds yeah, it looks like a seat I would base. Say four. All right, so five. that's a so there's a, a hunk of metal that Derek is holding. It looks yeah, like a flat panel. It's U-shaped. It's like pressed with or welded. pressed sta steel. It's not stainless. Um, and uh, that goes inside of the of all Z3 glove boxes, but it, it was in my M coupe, and What's so that is the culprit. That is what makes. Uh, the freaking uh, glove box doors sag. Um, and so they're mm. notorious for that. Oh, because this is on the part that swings oh, open? it's so heavy. Yeah. And so it's really natural. heavy. So it basically, it bows out the hinge. And so then the whole door starts to sag. And mine was starting to sag, which, you know, is, is not visually appealing. But the biggest problem that I had with it was that it actually, because it's so heavy when you hit like gnarly bumps, like washboard roads, washboard roads, I'm driving on those regularly. Oh, yeah, you're you know, rallying all day long. thing. Um, you get gnarly, weird rattling and shit. And it was driving me insane. And so I read that there's a fix where you basically reinforce the plate where the hinge attaches so that it basically keeps it tighter, even with that big, gigantic fucking piece of metal in there. But um, if most of the time, if you just remove that, it's just a plastic door and it's light enough to Wait, where it so holds Wait, so why it. is this even there? It's, it's for uh, knee protection uh, so like it's a deflector gotcha. for if you get into a car crash it keeps your body in, in line yeah. versus flying through the dashboard and like wow. so it keeps your legs down this um, thing's gnarly it looks like a piece of shit too these welds dude, yeah it's stuff. like it's starting to rust and stuff it's like so people can look this up it's a Pretty it's heavy. a z3 uh 
uh, door sag problem. And, and you, so I, I read up on it. And Dude, it is so heavy. Yeah, it's that is in the freaking glove box door. Not even inside. It's in the freaking door that That's swings crazy. down. Can you believe that? So uh, my car is four or five pounds so lighter. So was that between the panel and the like you could just take that out just imagine just think of the door itself yeah there's a uh you you uh you unhook the straps and you basically drop the door yeah. all the way down and there's a, a panel on the back unscrew that and, and that is exposed inside. yeah that's in there crazy yeah so you pop Can your butt dyno feel the difference now that yeah it's, lighter? it's a much better the car revs much smoother uh you know it, it sounds better <laughs> better fuel economy <laughs> better fuel no. economy better center gra- lower center gravity you know yeah, that's kind of up sure. there uh are you so, gonna save it uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's a yes on the wall, maybe. Yeah, screw it into the wall. I yeah. guess Put we could all garage. sign it. Yeah, Auction like it a dining charity or something. Um, but Before they uh, move. Yeah. Uh. Oh well. Yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, I I'm I'm talking the real dine and SD Auto. Tech, oh yes. Or whatever their new name is, they changed it again. Um. So yeah, I did that. Uh. And um. Here's the big one, Warren. I'm ready. Are, are you sitting down? ZHP. I, I'm sitting down. Oh, I have ZHP in that car so long ago, dude. There's <laughs> ZHP in there like crazy. Sorry, dude. Uh, oh. KW uh, V2s, coilovers in the works. Yeah, um, boy. So Stan's <laughs> Nathan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Warren hates that I'm lowering this car. Coilovers. Um, so... I moving on. Okay, moving I discovered something on. You're recently. planning on doing coilovers. No one else cares Everybody about anything cares. else. Everybody cares. Nobody so cares. It makes such a huge difference aesthetically. And I mean, well, well no, it, it does not. It, yes, it does on these cars. No, um, but if you just put regular a B12 kit from Bill Steen, it looks like crap, dude. The rake is all wrong. Even like, the H&R Sport Springs, the rear are, sags. Just admit that it's, you're insane. It's, <laughs> it looks just like admit shit. It. So I want to make this car perfectly level. Maybe a little bit of forward rake for just for weight balance. But um, are they purple? That's important. Are the shocks uh, of purple? Course purple? Of course they're purple. Perfect. Um, and they're anodized, dog. Yeah. But uh, so, how's that for your aesthetics? <laughs> so check this out. No. You said that uh, leave it stock. Enjoy. No, it I did not say is. leave it stock. What, I never what, said leave okay, it stock. Okay, B two, B twelve, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. So uh, why not? Why not coilovers where I can set the ride height perfectly to my taste? Do whatever you want, Art. Um, I, it's going to be better looking. It's going to ride better. It's going to handle better. I don't agree. I, I don't get it. And so, and on top of that, I'm going to lower it to Euro ride height specs, which are actually higher than the B12 setup. How's that? Do whatever you want. <laughs> um, as you can see, I've triggered Warren. Uh, Derek, do you have a thing against uh, KW V2s on an M Coupe? I do not. I have, well, I have KW V3s on my car. So I'm, well, they actually, the spring rates are much too heavy to be using in civilized companies. Did you change them? No. Just stock off the shelf? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going. I think off the shelf are 400 and stock is like 275 up front, three That's something in the rear. massive. Yeah. It's not that big of a difference. And it's, and I'm, I only got rebound damping, you know, I didn't really care to go full tilt on How much car. are they? Uh, so industry pricing 50% off, but, um, they're, they're not very expensive. The V2s are 1800 bucks. So it's not too bad. Pretty so, good. Yeah. So basically, um, this is a, uh, I'm paying. You got it for the price of set shocks of shocks and springs. And springs. Yeah. And I've got adjustability and all that good stuff. So yeah. um, I hope that I can put them on before the rally. Uh, we'll see. I know this is a stupid thing to say considering nice. we're talking about people rebuilding their Dinos and doing all this crazy shit. Um, not you in particular. People are no, swapping. I'm buying gas. You're buying gas. We've we've got people rebuilding uh, carburetor, triple deuces. Yep. Uh, we've got transmission, transmission swaps. Transmission swaps. We've got auto to manuals going on. Uh, full engine swaps like the yep. bad rabbit. Oh yeah, habit. yeah. He just started like, <laughs> like last weekend. Yeah, like I mean, it's, so it's kind of pathetic for me to say that I'm struggling to squeeze that in. But uh, so there's that. 
500 SEC, uh, I drove it for the first time today in about a month, uh, just around the block though. Um, I felt that that was noteworthy because I really, really, really miss driving that car, but um, I've been lagging. There's a fuel leak basically that goes from the fuel pump to the fuel pressure regulator, it looks like, uh, in the back underneath uh, the tank. And I just haven't gone around to it. And I've decided that I want to pay someone because unplugging those lines and getting fucking sprayed with fuel is not fun. Um, I've done that in the past. Well, or yeah, but there's, this is hard on hard. It's like Uh, coming out of the fuel. It's it's basically metal. Um, So it's like expecting to drop some fuel all over the place and do all that. I know you can depressurize it and everything, but how long uh, are you keeping that car? Um, I, I, I've said that this is my lifetime car, which is, uh, 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 six months. BS. Um, the, the longest I've ever gone with a car is two, a little over two years. It's ever. for sale right and now. And I've had 60 cars. So it's always for sale. So, um, this one is one that I'd like to keep for a very, very long time. Let me know if that changes. Very, very long time. Oh, no, it's 18 a, months. <laughs> if I buy a 6.9, then I might be out on that car. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. I, I've said it before. I think they're way undervalued, like super underappreciated cars. Um, I mean, you look at a 3.5 coupe and then those are 100 grand. Totally. I mean, I think, you know, I think Lane was talking about, like, he made the analogy, like, of even a, like a 3.0 CS or CSI, right? Like, I mean, those are they're sportier but they're grand tours really i mean if you think about it and like that's a, an insanely valuable car relatively right and this car is arguably better built and like it's i think at, better I mean, engineered because it's a mercedes dude, I mean, I think, and the windows work and stuff yeah i mean it's it's such a cool car i mean uh warren just picked up a w126 uh sedan which is also a phenomenal car and those With are 300 mm-hmm. very attainable there's a, there's a slow uh, yeah, it's a momentum car, but you know, you're not, you know, Basically breaking any Miata, records. You know, well, uh, I have a 280 SE. I, guess. Yeah. I don't know what I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. It's faster than that. Um, than a 116, but, uh, there was a really low mileage SEC. I'm bringing a trailer. I don't know what it ended up going for, but it was oh, yeah. sold today for 30 something. 30 something. 34? Yeah. So anything under a hundred grand right now is going from under a hundred thousand miles. So they're, they're finally going for money. Yeah. But US spec though. So US bumpers, US headlights. I'm all about the 500 high compression yeah. motor and, and aluminum, yeah, sure. aluminum hood and all that Such stuff. A, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I really, I think a tight, uh, the, the, the Euro bumpers just look like they were designed for the car. You oh, know? Yeah. It's like, well, and, they were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Definitely. that's the thing. I mean, they're far better than the one, like one six, 16 or 123 or 107 us bumpers oh yeah oh yeah for sure although we recently mentioned that um uh i can't remember who i talked to but uh germans are buying us spec r107s because they like the us bumpers which is kind see of i don't think that's really true but <laughs> that's um, like freaking s&m totally there. It's I, like, that's obscene i kind of don't buy that dude because we've sold several R107s back over Germany and they're all Euro cars because that's what they're wanting. Mm. And they're buying Euro bumpers over there. Like SL Shop is selling them. And we sell Euro bumpers at my place. Um, I think it's just could be a niche. It's super popular, yeah. dude. I think it's just a few masochistic fucks that buy <laughs> yeah, fucking, those ugly things. It's dude. so weird. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. And uh, the headlights don't bother me as like no, US yeah. headlights don't bother me Actually, that much. Actually, Camisa prefers the I, yeah, yeah, the round I ones. know, which is weird to me because I think that the Euro headlights on those cars yep. are great. Yep. Makes Same with one sixteens. I could yep. see the US have a little bit of like more old school look just being round. But I don't know. Interesting trivia fact: the no, this, uh, interesting is very d- deeply overselling. Um, <laughs> the the six point three, uh, even in Europe, was sold with U.S. headlights, so the four stacked headlights. So it might Whoa. have been like an early prestige thing because the six point threes always had four stacked headlights instead of the one piece glass headlights like all the other huh. S classes did in Europe. 
Interesting. That's odd. Interesting. So if you see 6.3 with Euro headlights, and you know that somebody put those on, and they're they're not actually right for the car, mm-hmm. but they look a lot better. Uh, any other updates, uh, Mister? I drove my car around the block. <laughs> block 2002, <laughs> chilling there. Oh yeah, uh, I ordered. Um, so I couldn't find eight-inch fogs or rally lights. Uh, to, so my 2002 is a big bumper car. I removed the front bumper. I have an aluminum air dam that our buddy uh, Forrest at Google Works made for it, uh, and. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, big bumper cars, but when you remove the bumpers, there's these huge square holes. Just like an E28. Yes, those. So um, huge square holes. So instead of, you know, filling them in or putting a, a, I don't want a bumper up front. I just, I like that look. So I'm going to install rally lights or fog lights over those holes to cover that up. And it conceals it nicely. And I think it's a good look. So CBA Oscar. So yeah. So the CBAs, um, they did not. um, Is that how you said CBA? Oh, There's an accent you over the last E. Whoa, really? <laughs> and a lot of people say CB. CB. I know yeah. CB. Um, CBA. So uh, I was having a hard time finding eight-inch fogs because the stock um, I have H4s. Those are seven-inch on the on the main headlamps, and I wanted something a little oversized. I think that's a good look. Fanalone. And, and so, well, I, I couldn't find anything locally, and I was kind of been rushing. So I found CBA Oscar pluses. But our CBA Oscar Plus replicas in eight inch that look identical, but are the black flatbacks. So mm-hmm. they're like, and uh, my car is a black has a black grill, so I didn't want chrome. I think it just kind of has a, it's a more, I mean it's it's a better look for that car. Is it um, amazing that these project updates are things that Art's gonna buy? Wait, no, no, this is ordered. I, so, I, <laughs> but I, these are replicas, huh? He didn't get to the end of the story. Yeah, <laughs> I so I know. It, I know where I know how it's gonna end. CB CBA is owned by Velo. Now. What is that? Some lighting. Oh, company. Valio. Valio, yeah. Yeah, they make like OE stuff, so... like for boring cars. Yeah. So it's those. Um, so they're those they're, are very sexy. Yeah. So they're a good good replica. They're they're made. Um, Let's see a good replica. Um, and uh, I've read replica. good things about them, and um, I don't have a profile picture, but they basically they round and they're flat on the back, just like the the original ones. But they're some are really flat, um, flat face on the glass. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I think some are uh, concave even. Yeah, so I, I feel like this, especially the fluting on the lens and everything, is like kind of seventies. I didn't want the very clear ones, which is no, like more you don't 60s. want the full clear. Yeah, and all that. So I, I, that's why I got these. So what I did is I actually I bought them and I shipped them straight to Forest because he has a big bumper car and in, in his shop right now that he's going to use to like. All you have to do is up. put a tube and then put a hole through the tube, right? Well, no, I, I want it to be front mounted. So this has mm. a swivel mount, so it swivels around the back so that it basically f- mounts more flush to the front of the car because gotcha. I want to hide that hole as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, we discussed a few options and he's obviously a killer fabricator, so he's going to yeah. put that together. But um, yeah, basically, I, I didn't want to ship him here and then deal with driving it over. And luckily, there was a later bumper car there, so I shipped him straight to him. And um, I was pretty bummed, though, that you know sometimes they don't give you a shipping option and I didn't think to fucking ask or look. Um, he shipped them from Colorado and they're arriving in like 10 days. I'm like, are you freaking kidding Wait, me? Wait, how did he ship them? Dude, By like, pony? It's, like the, it's that stupid FedEx one, the money saver or flex no, I don't, saver. I don't know. What or, is that? It's some ridiculous thing. Where ground like, would be like, ground would be like three days. Totally. Dude. So it's it's this thing where they people who ship a lot of a lot of stuff in bulk, um, they basically get a flat rate and it all ships through a very specific kind of network and it's like dhl kind of thing no this is it's fedex it's fedex so i i've had stuff i'm kidding you not i i shipped something to san jose it went to like colorado salt or lake city salt yeah. lake city and then it yeah. came back yes yes <laughs> and i was like i didn't realize that i just went to fedex that's and like mail in, in santa cruz if we if i mail something to lane it goes to san jose first and then back 
Anyways, moving on. So um, that is it's what I got. coming. Yeah, good. Lane, <laughs> Lane to help I, us, please. I I I, I, I don't have. I'm not much help, dude. Because I haven't. I haven't done anything. No okay. bumper. No, I have a couple. I haven't done a single thing. I bought. I've. Yeah, I, I haven't done shit. <laughs> moving on. Okay. E30 BMW. Um, I think I talked about the clunk in the suspension. I. I replace my catalytic converter and uh when i was doing that <laughs> i put the car back down on the ground so it was fine put the car back down test drive horrible clunk in the suspension and yep. i put it back in the air i can't find it I'm like, what the fuck so something broke front or back front something broke lifting the car mm-hmm. so or did your spring just get twisted or something? yeah and so i'm thinking the spring got twisted i'm i'm pushing on stuff in the air you know i'm looking at it, i'm like my sway bar and i find the sway bar end links are totally blown out but i'm like that didn't happen from lifting it. You know, something's up. No, it so, kind of worked. It kind of because yeah. it drooped. Yeah, and, and so like, as I was thinking, I'm like, ah, it twists, you know. So replaced the sway bar end links, um, tweaked a few other things that I thought might be hitting, like the skid plate that I put in it. The, the sway bar, when it articulates, could be hitting it. Something weird, right? But I really expected to see something broken because it's so severe. Over every bump, it's like clunk, 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 huh. really loud. So Check the front links. subframe. Do those ever go on those cars? I know on E28s, mm, the front they, subframes mm, crack. Those have they can, yeah, problems, but I didn't see anything like that. Um, you leave a wrench in the thing. <laughs> yeah, no. So did the sway and links, drove the car, clunk's still there. Oh, like, damn. Fuck. So I brought it back into the shop, and I had two people pushing on the like the front end back and forth, and I'm down there looking at it with a flashlight, and the shock the Bilstein shock goes into the cartridge yeah. housing and it's held on with like a collared nut or whatever. It's like a, you know, goes around the bottom of the shock absorber that had backed off and broken oh. or what I thought. Right. And it's under a bellow and stuff, but the shock is basically not attached to the housing. Wow. Seems safe. Right. Pretty safe. So that's the noise. Um, I get the bellow off, tighten that collar nut. Totally fine. Nothing's broken. It The left side is not backed off at all. So I guess over time, over the two years I've had those new shocks in there, that must have backed out enough to when the last time I lifted the car, it went clunk and let go. So that was it. Basically mm. tightening that was the was the nice. end result to fix it. So nothing broke. It just backed out, I guess. So you didn't tighten it enough or what? It's been fine for two years. Yeah. I've never had an issue. Slowly moving. It must have been slowly backing out to and the point where And then when you lift it up, it has the pressure and it, it just dropped releases. the whole yeah. front end, right? Yep. So, anyways, that was it. And I knew it had to be something severe, like something was broken because it was so loud. And the sway bar end links, it was like, I knew looking at them, like, yeah, they're blown out, but that didn't happen from lifting it. Anyways. And it shouldn't be like a big crashy noise. It should be sort of more of a clicking. Yeah, right. rattle. Like a rattle, right? This is like, clunk, 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 clunk. Like well, whole... you're stoked that it happened now and not on the yeah. valley somewhere. I mean, and I wasn't driving. I mean, I drive, I have a one mile commute, so it's not like I'm, you know, pressure. That's, yeah. that's not called a commute, by the way. What do you call that? I don't know. Drive to work, <laughs> a stroll. <laughs> I have a jaunt. You basically yeah. put it in neutral and just roll down the hill. That's what you do. Yeah. So during that time, I also um, I took the front uh, IS lip off and I repainted it. Oh, replace okay. all the clips. What year is the car? 89. It's a coupe. Coupe. So it's a small bumper. Yeah, small bumper. Um, and it was very refreshing because I had the foresight to buy all new clips for that lip, which are 84 cents each. That's a beautiful thing. 84 cents 
essentially each there's 10 of them when i took the lip off six of them broke yeah of course so you know in the old days my like you know 19 year old self would have just been like oh well like i'll move the good ones space them out accordingly of course. <laughs> try to get it on there and you know the lip probably would have fallen off oh damn um self-tapping screws dog <laughs> oh yeah that's how you would roll <laughs> maybe a honda out there somewhere that I so anyways trim black on the lip uh, new clips and then i uh i fabricated a new mud flap clip <laughs> you fabricated <laughs> son of a bitch yeah high 3d print or i wish yeah, yeah. these are my project car updates by the way <laughs> um but i'm still chasing that intermittent misfire I, I have to do a valve adjust um new valve cover gasket and stuff which i'm going to do before the rally hopefully that fixes it i, I can probably get by without it it's just bad when it's cold i'm thinking valve adjust will help so and you already went through all the injectors you said right uh no i i'm i'm hesitant to do anything with injectors because it's just not i, I think valve adjust is where i want to start hmm. yeah just the yeah, I mean, I it's, it's easier cold I mean, yeah so those it, wait, it doesn't have hydraulic valves no, M20s do not. No. Nope. Oh. Yeah, it's super easy to do. M30s do Ten millimeter nut or something, you back it out. Yep. Get a little yeah. tool. Feeler yeah. gauge and do your thing. Yeah, it's not it's not very hard. Um and it's been a little while. So that and then um I have some other stuff on the to do list before the rally if I have time, but we'll see. So that was it. Nice. Right, how are those, the story uh, with the one twenty six? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so that is a 1990 300SE, 82,000 miles. It is gray on tan. Very, very nice car. So we had a PDR done last week. I think I mentioned that. And then we just got the bumpers repainted. They had just some creased kind of paint chipping off from parking lot. You know? uh, how'd they turn out? Really good. Yeah. I mean, it's that flat satin plastic paint. So yeah, it's like gray, right? Yeah, and it's not meant to have any clear shine to it. It's so forgiving. It's very forgiving. Yeah, and um, so we had that done, and a couple of little things like the um, tow hook cover or the jack point oh, on, yeah. the, on the side skirt came out really, really nice. Um, AutoWorks detailing is coming out on Friday to do a paint correction. I think that'll kind of take it to the next level. Wow. Yeah, oh, nice. nice. Um, the car is nice. I mean, it's it's really, really nice. So. I'm excited to get it to a point where, you know, it's complete and, mm -hmm. and looks good. You look at the cooling system yet? The cooling um, yeah. Thing? You know, I, I've only had issues with it when I let it idle for like 30 minutes. And I think, you know, you could probably do a fan clutch on it, but all drives I've done with it, it hasn't run warm at all. So I don't know. It, it ran hot, like after sitting uh, idling for a while when I was trying to diagnose something. So fan clutches are often a thing on M119s that yeah. people like need to do and those cars I know. will run hot. So that's what I was thinking. We might do that. And we did the transmission lines and fluid. Um but yeah, past that it's been really good. And everyone who sees the car is like blown away. Dude, oh, we got so nice. A rock chip repaired on the windshield and then we're getting the wheels refinished um next week. So it should yeah, look really good. So then what? Um, selling it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> do not want. <laughs> um, I need a 6.9. That's what I need. I know. Well, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I guess the idea is bring a trailer or Craigslist or something, but yeah, I think it'll go on to its forever home. That's the idea. What about SF Chronicle auto classifieds? 
Oh, I'm down. Penny yeah. Saver? All right. Fantasy Junction? You guys... Are those still a thing? Yeah. I, we just talked you, about it. Did so... you look through them? Is there what, cool no, shit? No, there was one else? car, right? No, yeah. So um, part of our, our trivia a, a couple podcasts ago, I asked, you know, how many cars were listed on the SF Chronicle, Chronicle Auto Classified section? Because I just... In the newspaper or online? Online. I, I, I imagine that they print the same shit that they have on the site. But so I just, I saw the button, I clicked on it, and there was one car listed. You want to take a little stab? It was a 70s vehicle, and it was domestic. I'll give you that much. Wow. Dodge Duster. Oh, that's super close. Yeah, it was a Dodge Dart. That was really close. Yeah, yeah it was a 1973. It sounded cool. Yeah, it was a 73 Dodge Dart, and of course he had like, as you know, he used up all his word, uh, you know, whatever quota. Uh, there were, you know, spare parts and this and that and the whole story. I, I literally read like, a couple lines and I'm like, all right, this is good enough. I'll, I'll throw this into trivia. But I was, I mean, shocked first of all that it exists. And also, yeah, of course it's one car, you know, <laughs> so random. That's is absurd. it that time? Speaking of trivia. <laughs> Did you know we have trivia time? Lay it on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this trivia question comes from our buddy Racing Ali. Do you know Racing Ali? Cool. Yeah. Um, he sent me an ad from a 1972, I believe it was a motor or a road and track. I'm not sure, but it's so the front wheel drive thing. Was that front wheel drive owners club? No, no, no. Oh yeah. 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 It was that same, same magazine. Um, so these were the classified ads in the back of a 1972 road and track. Um, this is a 1958 BMW 507 Ooh. best condition. It looks like a white Best car. Best condition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ex Munich car. Uh, contact Heinz Lanzettel in uh, Niederbayern, West Germany, for more information. Sounds pretty legit. Yeah, this is a legit car. It's a uh, whitish silver. It's a black and white photo, but let's just call it white. 507 in 1972. Asking price? Is it in U.S. dollars or Deutschmarks? U.S. dollars. Is it 82, you said? Wait, 70, 72. 72. Um, I'm going to say... Derek has to go last, by the way. He's, he's breathing. He's like uh, invoking the spirits. I'm going to say... Traveling I'm traveling through time. That's what I'm, I'm going to say 6,500. 6,500 from Lane. 8,500. 85 from Art. Derek is... 5,000. Nails it! Damn, five thousand. You did travel through time, <laughs> dude. His... I was actually just flipping through the magazine in my head because I have a photograph memory. You're like, where is it? Where is it? You're like, dude, I saw like some sparks coming off your hair. <laughs> What's the market on those right now? If there is a market, two million, so few, yeah, right? two. Wow. What did that? Two hundred and fifty-three. And they the drive Elvis like one tanks, recently, right? right? The white one. No, you know the story the behind that car, right? I uh, saw it at the BMW. Yeah, the museum. lipstick thing, right? Well, it's yeah, there. no, the guy who owned it most recently in California. Yeah, the Half Moon Bay. Yeah, Jack I don't know Castor. The story so Jack Castor had two of them. He also had a Ferrari two fifty Cal Spider. Jesus. And he bought the Cal Spider in Italy. He had to get a note on his VW Beetle in order to get the money together to buy the Cal Spider. And I think it was thirty seven fifty in nineteen sixty eight. Wow. Is what he paid God. for that the Cal Spider. Uh, anyway, he kept it till he died, and then it sold for seven point seven million dollars. Anyway, he had two five oh sevens. One of them was the Elvis car, and he didn't have any money, but he had two five oh sevens and a Cal Spider. And so he said, "Hey BMW, I'll give you the Elvis car if you restore my oh, other yeah, one." Oh yeah, yeah. So right. that's how he ended oh, up. And the Elvis one is at the factory, and yeah, I have a great display of uh, the restoration process. And the car, when they found it, had a small block V eight in it, and you know, and they painted color it red, change. right? That was the thing. No, no, it was white. 
originally, and then he had it changed to red. Elvis did because right. of all the lipstick. Yeah, uh, he got kiss yeah. marks. And then the they car. put Phone it back to white. And they put it back to white. And that's the one that our buddy uh, M A R photographed oh, right, before right. Pebble, like yeah. two years ago, I think. Um, nineteen seventy two magazine also right below that has a an ad for a nineteen seventy one and a half BMW two thousand two, three thousand miles, bright orange with black vinyl interior, mag wheels, Continental TT tires plus standard options. Uh, standard options. Standard <laughs> yes. Options. <laughs> options you can't not get. By the way, for sale in Taft, California. Whoa, what Whoa. the hell? Oh, uh, military asking price. So that's just a brand new car, essentially. Right. Uh, 2700 Mag wheels. So those are the campies. Is that they had a... Uh, or no, actually, were they models? So keep in mind, oh, 507, the best car they ever made up until that point was $5,000. And this is a new... Their economy model. It's not a TII. Mm. It's a year old. It's a year old. Okay, I think we're, we're going for a comparison between the 507 price and this, I think, right? Is yeah. That where we're going? Because uh, right, I'm going to... 6,500. What did you guess, Lane? 27. 27. 65. <laughs> 4,500. Very close. $3,900. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, new car versus an old car at that point, 58, 507, but uh, it shows you what that would have done for you back then. It um, boggles the mind. Yep. Yeah. Um, what, I bet it was harder to sell the 507. Yes. Yeah. Um, you guys know what a, a Pantera is, of course. Yeah. Never heard of it. What car did De Tomaso make before the Mangusta. Pantera. Mangusta. You were supposed to go last. <laughs> but I guys, had I had it. Those are did rad. you really? Yeah. yeah. Mangustas are so I love Mangustas. Yeah. They're so Dude, last they're, looking. They're, I don't know. They're pretty, yeah. They're, they're more good. menacing too. Remember that one at Laguna? And, and rarer and it's probably the most slung one. Cool yeah. like sideways opening engine. Oh, oh yeah. Thing. Dude, they have sinister and they have a dual headlight and a single headlight version and I think the single is more sinister. Yes. I agree with that. And yeah. It look whiter. Yeah, the gullwing rear, uh, yeah, badass <laughs> haunches and stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it's such a cool show. Um, okay, this is for Derek. A little this or that. Would you have this car or that car? Uh, Murano Cross Cab or Evoke Roadster? Ooh, damn. I know, I know mine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Are you traveling through time again? <laughs> <laughs> traveling to a time when I didn't have to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the Evoke. Wow. Uh, you're that guy. Wrong answer. These guys are Murano Crosscap fans. Yeah. Uh, S-Class Coupe 65 or a Rolls-Royce Dawn? S-Class. Good answer. Civic R or Stinger? Current. Current. Mm. Man. Mm. Civic R. Think about the joy of operating that. I think it'll be much greater. Yeah. God, but if you ever have to look at it, you might as well puke. <laughs> you can't see it if you're inside of it. <laughs> That's true. That uh, was the only. That was the. That was the one car at the auto show. Remember, I I got in it, closed the door, and some piece fell off of it. Yeah. We were. We, we uh, so we we did a little live video at the SF Auto Show, just walking around and being silly. And I think we spent more time on the Civic Type R than any other car, just like talking shit the entire time. I mean, it's supposed to drive insanely well. And the the, know, the yeah, the the number of materials used on that vehicle, like I hate from, that. Fake carbon, from fake That's carbon, from fake carbon print, your Volvo to... interior video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was, was his, yeah. yeah. That was magical. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. 
Um, seats were stock. Yeah, black no. that's insane. Yes, no. I, no one changes the whole interior. <laughs> Are you sure? It's Absolutely, like it's a, it was on a black car. That's ridiculous. Yes, looking. it is. I am wow. incredulous. Okay, yeah. uh, I, I think I know your answer to this, but I, I did this question before. I knew your love of uh, W one one six six point nines or Arnage Red Label. Oh yeah, six point nine. Six point nine. Uh, Zonda or Enzo. He's traveling back in time, folks, to <laughs> 2001. <laughs> yeah, I've never driven a Zonda. Well, join the club. Mm. No one. Have you driven an Enzo? Yes. Mm. Uh, but manual transmission. Yeah, you know, we can we can differentiate them. And you're a Z- guy deep inside. The Zonda has a manual. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then I think it's the Zonda. With a fucking badass AMG V12 strapped to your back. I really liked the Enzo. I do too. Mm. I actually didn't like the Enzo until I drove it. The Carrera GT is like that for me also. I didn't like Mm. it until I drove it. Value not considered. 275 GTB or 300 SL? 275. And uh, PT Cruiser or Aztec? Aztec. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. But you have to drive it every day for a month. Oh, hell yeah. A month? <laughs> oh, yeah. Aztec. Aztec. To work. Aztec. Fantasy Junction. <laughs> a guy's waiting There's to so talk. That's weird. so much better than a PT Cruiser. There's, yeah. All right. Is it a convertible? <laughs> the, uh, the PT with Cruiser the, is a... bitch basket handle? It's a turbo convertible. <laughs> with manual. wood paneling. Oh. Hmm. No, it's still the Aztec. Yes. All right, all right. And do you get the uh, There's the some tent? weird shit in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, do I get the tent? I drive around with the tent erected <laughs> is what I do. All right, that's your trivia. That was awesome. That was fun. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank we you really, for having me. It really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll do it again. Um, we'll have to do a little field trip to Fantasy Junction, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome yeah. anytime. It is quite a place because it looks like very innocuous on the outside. I like the brick and, and stuff. I've, I mean, I've yeah. seen the ads for a million years, so it's time to go check yeah. it out. I went, I went there after Easy, and I had Amelia with me. And I did not last very long. She wanted to touch everything. And I was like, ah, not the place. Not the place for two-year-olds, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's always hard. But uh, yeah, no, you guys always have really beautiful stuff. I fell in love with the white Testarossa that you had there. Yes. Um, That that car had very low mileage. And a yellow horse for some reason. Do you want to uh, plug anything? Pimp your (laughs) fantasy junction. I mean, so I guess one of the things I would say is that we we have this like we're stuck in this period from the past, and I think it'll be important as the generations of. Someone asked a question about this about to modernize. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that I like that is not really like on our radar radar right now or hasn't traditionally. But I think now that I'm there full time because I've only been back full time. I had like an adult job for a while, and now that I'm back full time for (laughs) three months. Um, I'm starting to think about ways that we can sort of get newer stuff in there because I think that'll be sort of more universally appealing and it'll it's, be fun. It's necessary for the business to evolve. Sounds like driving will awesome. Could be a great partner. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Indeed. All right. So, cool. So hook yeah. me up with some F40s. Yeah. No problem. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Later. See ya. Bye.
there was a really, really sharp cutoff where the sun was like basically kind of creeping over a, a building. Jesus Christ. Pontificating Art, please. Awesome. I mean, please, this is not that awesome. Well, awesome. Uh, but there was a freaking telephone. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> oh, the payoff. Spoiler alert. The payoff was amazing. And Next yeah. time you tell the story, say the same thing happened to me in Oregon. To this day. End of story. To you go, day. one time I took a picture of a car and I tell him. To this day. To this day, uh, it still bothers me. Evidently. <laughs>